Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and excited for episode number two on the Sports Biz Camp series. Again, really excited for the partnership. Uh, We have a lot of unique individuals uh, to participate in not only their mission, but uh, to help spread the word about what they're doing. Uh, Today's guest is Kevin Lau, partner manager at Google, and really excited for him to tell his story. Um, But let's start off with this question about what did you want to do when you were in high school? What I wanted to be a meteorologist. I had a very massive fascination with with the weather, and I thought it'd be really cool to you know be the weather forecaster on the local news and I don't know I don't know why I mean I mean you got the voice for it you know the, the, the mannerisms I know I know we're on a podcast but like Kevin's got it uh, he can absolutely do it weather channel you name it um but what about like so you wanted to be a meteorologist yeah, yeah. In, in high school right and then you know you got into college you changed your major or you know changed your focus what what did you do and and kind of what was your start into the sports industry no um so in college, I went to, I went to Wayne State University in downtown Detroit. Uh, my initial major was a dance major. Like okay. I thought, uh, my friend said that I was a great dancer. I was like, cool, cool. This is this this could be really fun. And then I took my first like class, dance class, and I realized that very quickly that I wasn't cut out uh, for that as a long term uh, career. And so switched over to education because I really love the idea of transferring knowledge to somebody else. I think that's a very powerful and magical thing that occurs between two people. Uh, and then after that education bit kind of came through, I was like, you know what? I really love business. I really love working with people. Uh, and so I, I then translated that to more of a business management, marketing management degree. Uh, it wasn't until my last semester at Wayne State University where someone said, hey, look, you should really look into getting an internship. And so there was a late night on a Thursday Thursday evening, and I blindly sent my resume to the Detroit Red Wings in downtown Detroit. Uh, I had, was just working, you know, three different part-time jobs, but I was living downtown, and I grew up a massive, massive fan. But I also was very interested as the, like, the business of sport at that time. And I got a call in, and it turns out that you know my schedule aligned with what they were looking for, and so I got an unpaid internship with the Red Rings, and that kind of like just took off from there. So unpaid internships, right? Like not everyone can do that. Uh, it's, you know, you mentioned you were working three jobs. Um, the start to get into the industry is not as easy as people think. Some, some people have to go from internship to internship to internship. Some people don't get a job after they've done three internships and then they pivot and do something different. Um, doesn't mean that that was a, you know, a waste of time, right? Like everyone learns something different. So you spent how many years in, uh, Detroit with the Red Wings? So the internship was, uh, was, I cut the second end of the 2007 season uh, yeah the second episode the going into 2000 and so started 2006 ended in 2007 unpaid so the entire season and basically the last like the last like game of the season it was kind of like see you later uh internship was over and i then moved to chicago and ended up working for a scam job like i didn't i don't really talk about this but the the business model they're, they're no longer in business but the <laughs> business model was you were selling advertising and editorial space for a magazine that didn't exist. And I was like, what's <laughs> it's like, going It's on? almost like Fire Festival. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And um, and it was really weird because I had just left left the sports business. I really wanted to stay, but there was no full-time job available. And with my back against the wall, I actually UPSed my resume 
to the Blackhawks, the White Sox, and the Bears when I was in Chicago. And the Blackhawks literally called me two days later, the the moment that the hiring manager got my received my resume on his desk, because with the UPS it's signed for it. Yeah. Uh, someone had turned in their two week notice on their inside sales team. Wow! And I all I had was the index was on my unpaid uh, internship with the with the Red Wings, and then uh, I caught a break, and yeah. and that was probably the biggest break I've received in my like career because at that point that translated to an inside sales job with the Blackhawks, and then before the '08 Cup run with the Red Wings, they brought me back to the team in Detroit, and so I was with Detroit for four seasons after that. Yeah, so some would say, like, you know, you, you do the internship, you don't get a full-time job, like, don't ever burn a bridge, right? You never no, know, no, like, when they're going to come back calling, and it's, and usually the response is like, look, we really liked you most of the time, hopefully, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, but there isn't an opportunity at this time. They might call two months later, they might call a week later, they might call three years later, right? Mm-hmm. You never know, and it depends on also where those people go, too. Um, so how did you kind of matriculate through the Red Wings and then end up at Google? Yeah. Uh, so on your first point there, at the, going back from the Blackhawks to uh, the Red Wings, I kept my contacts in place. Like, hey, I'm going to Chicago, but I'd love to stay in touch with you all. With these sports teams, like, it's a small group. You know, people think it's a big name, like the Detroit Red Wings, but it's really a small group of full-time people that are there. And so you really get to build these relationships. And so I was fortunate enough to cultivate that moving forward. But then with the Red Wings, you know, I was loving my job. I was loving, I was working through ticket sales to premium sales. And uh, in December of 2010, I received uh, a message on LinkedIn uh, from from a recruiter at Google. Turns out later that that recruiter actually went to my high school. He graduated, you know, well before I did. and that was I, I didn't know that until after the fact but they reached out to me and at that moment though I was like there's no way there's no way that, that Google's gonna want me but I think at that looking back that's what helped me in the interview because I prepped as if you know I could get the job but I had nothing to lose because I was sitting here working for you know my dream my dream team and this opportunity is coming in and then after a six month hiring process they, they offered me the job but leaving the leaving sports was the most difficult decision I've ever had to make from a career perspective, but um, I knew it was the right move for the, the for the for, for for the foreseeable future. But knowing full well that I love to come back at some point. Sure, let's talk about that real quick, right? Because that's it's not an easy decision, like you said, and it's one of those where you know sports is a small knit community, right? And then if you leave the family, it's almost like you've left the family, but not really, right? If yeah. you stay in touch with the right people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you learned, you know, a ton of different skills and through a ton of different experiences, some valuable um, lessons and skill sets to then transfer with you to Google to ultimately make an impact there. Yeah. Um, and some people in the sports industry maybe just think that you got to work in the sports industry for 50 years, you know, like our co-host Andy Dolich has or, or Pat and Fred. Um, but you can also do very impactful things Correct. in society at, at many different companies, whether it's tech or, or healthcare, or whatever it might be, right? Um, that ultimately you can just take the lessons you've learned from sports, whether you work in sports or you played sports or you were a you know, student athlete, pro athlete, whatever it might be. What are some of the things that you were able to take with you that's, that's really helped you flourish at Google? Yeah, I'll, 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 I, you know, that's a great question. I think there's really three things if I had to boil it down. One, it, the value of relationships um, and working, being able to work with multiple teams uh, that are not your own. So in the sporting world, 
you know, you're working with, in the ticketing world, you're working with hospitality, you're working with the box office, you're working with uh, event, other events day staff to ensure that the experiences that we're creating for fans and for our clients are like the best or seamless, right? Mm-hmm. And so at Google, we work cross-functional all the time. In, fa- in fact, there's no way that one can grow and, and uh, move up in their career within an organization like Google without being able to work really well with with other groups that are not your own. Um, when we when we take a look at, at the growth trajectory of, of certain folks, it's because they're working in a way that's collaborative mm-hmm. and not like stepping on each other's toes. So I think the value of relationships is probably the one of the largest things I took away. The other one is knowing when to knowing when to step up and roll your sleeves and do the do the job. I think uh, in sports because the resources are sometimes constrained, you have to do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, albeit maybe below the pay grade that you were brought in, so. Sports gave you that kind of like lens, like, hey, you, you need to do the job because nobody else is going to do it. And I think that's worked really well uh, for me at Google because sometimes you, you no one else is going to do it if you don't. So right. that mentality is there. And then the last thing is I think networking. Um, it's always – I learned in sports that it's always great to meet people when you don't need anything from them. Mm-hmm. And that has that, – that itself, I guess, in, relation, in parallel to relationships, that has been a massive – massive help for me just being able to build a, a trusted network of people that I can go to for questions and advice yeah. yeah and we talked about also not only networking outside your organization but in internally as well and how important that is right to be able to lean on relationships and um, you know wherever you do get like you talked about the Red Wings building those relationships internally and not always just looking externally yeah um, talk a little bit about how that's helped you uh, you know in the what you learned at the you know the Red Wings building relationships internally with a small group to then having to go to Google where it's massive company and go okay who, who do I want to meet yeah. who do I need, who do I need yeah. to know right who do yeah. I need... no it's a challenge it's challenging right and um, and I think what I find is that you know, a lot of decisions are not being made by just one person it, I mean it's made by multiple people right mm-hmm. and so meeting the it's not just meeting the right people but also uh, making sure that every person you meet like. Uh, I think one of the things is like I learned at the at the Red Wings is like do something, do something in, in like in kind or do something like uh, without being asked to do it like mm-hmm. do a favor for somebody not knowing that you're gonna cash it in later that's not the point it's just like like if you do good and and you work really hard and you you showcase that you want to be a great team member you you're doing this for the the cause of the greater good like that will then come back to you moving forward and then and in sports like I think when you're looking out for your teammates, whether it's someone you work with at the box office or hospitality or event staff, um, if you if you treat them as you, how you want to be treated, that comes back to you, you know, more often than not. And I think at Google, the same goes, especially when it's a large organization and you can easily just be one out of, you know, 100,000 people. Right. Um, making genuine connections and then maintain, maintaining those moving forward, I think it's, it's a critical skill mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people... Like at least I know it wasn't I wasn't taught that in high school or college. So, yeah. yeah, and then you know one thing we talked about uh, earlier before this conversation was kind of the ability to take things from outside the sports world and then <clears throat> be able to eventually bring them back in, right? From yeah. a tech perspective, from how how larger organizations, right? Like everyone thinks, oh my God, it's the Yankees or it's the Red Sox and the Red Wings. They have it's like 
these massive organizations. I mean, there's only 300, what, three, 400 people m- at max in these front offices for right. the most part. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, if you ask Andy and Pat and Fred when they started, it was like 10, 12, you know, 15, 20 people. Um, so they're not these humongous organizations like a Google or, mm. you know, some of these other companies where you can really take some best practices and ultimately share them with your colleagues in the industry as well. What's, is there an example that you can think of where, you know for a fact like it's something that you've learned being in the tech space that you're like man if i if i was in the seat i was you know three four five years ago whatever it was man that would have helped a lot yeah maybe two things one uh, i at at in the environment that we're in at, at at google they they really they really foster this like innovation right and don't be afraid to take a chance on something and no evident fails like learn from it mm-hmm. and, and then move on quickly like as fast as possible uh that's been one i think what's been that I, when i was at the uh, you know in sports it was sometimes difficult to kind of try new things because the risk was so high and i think we've been able to, at google that's been something that's like the norm and so that's probably one thing i would that would translate is like be more innovative like you should always be trying something new like mm-hmm. if things are going great uh, what's the what's the cliche like if the the great time the best time to repair the roof is when the sun is shining right right and so find ways to not break the model but but find ways to innovate on something that's doing really really well for you so that's yeah. I think it's number one number two um, I think documentation I think just having tight documentation on what you're doing why you're doing like a, a project brief I think it's important to make sure that everyone's aligned yeah um, on those things sometimes uh, you can, we can work in silos, even in smaller businesses. And so just making sure that your work is being, um, not just for publicizing or like patting yourself on the back, but just making sure you're documenting the steps. You're doing it so you can replicate it sure. across teams. No, that makes yeah. sense. Let's talk one more, one more um, you know, mission piece in terms of how you've gotten involved in sports biz camps and, and what your, your mission is in terms of helping you know, people. Um, what is it for you and, and you know, how can other people help? Yeah, so uh, my first job was in sports, my first career in sports, and even after nine years at Google working in ad sales and in partnerships and enablement, I still come back to it. I still come back to sports. Like the the idea that you can mix business and emotion, like that's that's amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, I've been I've seen firsthand those type of relationships really like, provide a huge impact to my clients, uh, both personal and and business and. For me, I've always gravitated back towards that, and so, for me, I think, uh, you know, the sports biz camps really has this like really cool, really unique vision of of admission of of creating these specific pathways for students that wouldn't have otherwise known how to be in sports. I fell into it. I wasn't, I I, I knew what I, I wanted to do, but I didn't know how much, how much of a foundation that working in sports would have given me for the entirety of my career, and so to that end, I'm kind of in debt to the sports industry world and I'd like I would I think a lot of folks regardless if they stay in the sports industry for 50 years or for five there's a lot of very transferable skills you can get by working in a team it's a it's obviously a great story but at the same yeah. time a lot of the skills I've learned and the success I've had 
to date is because of those relationships and that work that I put in early on. No, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, someone consider you a renaissance man, meteorologist, dancer, Google, <laughs> Red Wings, hockey. I mean, I mean, what what else is in you know? <laughs> yeah. What else is next for Kevin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I, I think you know 2020 is you know it's the start of a new decade and i think i wouldn't i wouldn't be anywhere i wouldn't want to be anywhere else yeah, yeah. no that's awesome yeah. thank you appreciate your time yeah. thanks all right perfect